You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. National Treasury says while South Africa is on track to address all outstanding action items by the Financial Action Task Force with regards to the country's grey listing, it remains a challenge to address all 17 of the remaining action items by February next year. So what has been the tangible economic impact of South Africa being placed on the grey list, particularly in terms of foreign investment and financial sector confidence? Kevin Ling's Chief Economist Mr. Stanlib, welcome to you. Yeah, I think we have. Obviously, it's part of a, a package of disappointing developments in South Africa. So, you know, the fact that we our credit rating dropped below investment grade, that's also clearly helped us. The fact that we haven't been able to generate decent economic growth overall, that has discouraged foreign investment. So I think I think there are a range of things. The Lady R ship, the Russia involvement, that's clearly also been unhelpful. But the feedback we get, particularly in the financial uh, services sector, is that the cost implications of this has been significant. So all of these transactions have a much, much higher degree of compliance. So you've got to provide a huge amount more information that's expensive. Also, the process of getting transactions approved, that has become a lot longer. And so that has added to the complexity, the delay, and obviously the cost of it. So I think that there are very tangible factors that have stifled South Africa as a consequence of being being grey listed. Mm. It's not it's not that people are saying, well, we won't do business with you. That's not happening. We're still doing business, but the the process of trying to get that business approved, the hurdles, the information a lot more onerous. And clearly, um, if they then end up with a choice, so let's say foreigners have got a choice of who do they sign contracts with, there is a tendency to go with countries that are not grey listed. And difficult, I imagine, to put a number to that. Very difficult to put it to because we can see that foreigners have, for example, reduced their holdings of South African government bonds. At one stage, they owned you know, 42% of having government bonds. That's enormous. And and over the years, that has dwindled down to, to just over 20%. Now, what, what portion of that relates to credit rating? What portion relates to grey listing? That's difficult to discern. We know the currency's been under pressure. I've got no doubt that, that re- relates to a worsening international perception of South Africa and the grey listing is part of that. But you can't really say or isolate what actual component of this deterioration is just grey listing and what if it and what component is a overall perception about South Africa that is worsened. So Kevin one imagines that work behind the scenes has been ongoing. How then do you assess the effectiveness of the reform so far in addressing the concerns and are there areas where progress you think has been either notably faster or slower? So there is progress. So government, and, and that's very, I mean, it sounds it sounds obvious, but it's not. There are many countries that when they were grey listed, they didn't react. They didn't try and implement reforms and they ultimately got blacklisted. So you can, you can get worse than this and you don't want to be blacklisted. So South Africa responded and, and obviously was engaging uh, prior to the actual grey listing and trying to avoid grey listing. And and so we were trying to introduce re- remedies at that point. It obviously wasn't enough. And that has broadly continued on. 
Now, we've got this financial action task force that has been set up to uh, try and get us off the grey listing. They've got various initiatives. But I would say that there's progress, but it's a long way to go. Um, And part of this has to do with the fact that it's not... I think there's a perception that this is all in the hands of government, that government must initiate all these reforms and implement these reforms, and then we won't be grey-listed. That's that's unfair. Obviously, government does have a significant role, but the private sector equally has a huge role. And so let, let me give you some examples. So you've got to get a high degree of compliance from casinos. You've got to get a high degree of compliance from estate agents from lawyers, from companies that sell luxury goods. So if you take a luxury goods brand, Gucci or Louis Vuitton, those brands, they've got a high degree of compliance. Now, what we've made progress is identifying these sectors, which is what what other countries do. We've got a list of companies that are involved in these sectors. But now you need those companies to furnish a huge amount of information. And the progress on getting that in place is slow. And and many of these sectors, you know, if I look at the lawyers, less than 50 percent have responded. And and you need these percentages to go up dramatically so that you're collecting the right set of information so that you can demonstrate that these companies are uh, monitoring and adhering to the money laundering type criteria and to a whole lot of uh, measures that help to guard against um, corruption, etc. So I know there's this idea of, well, we want to get off grey listing in a year's time. We've already been grey listed for a year. I think it's too optimistic. I would say it's going to take us still a couple of years to move far enough forward with the basic reforms to show that we, we're making meaningful progress. And then there are other big issues that clearly are going to take longer. We've got to be able to demonstrate that we can prosecute, that we can prosecute the complex money laundering cases and that we can prosecute corruption and that we can collect the proceeds of corruption. I think we've got a long way to go to demonstrate that, that we've got that prosecutorial capacity. So so this progress, we're trying. It's on the agenda, but I think government is being too ambitious with their statements around we will get off grey listing early next year. I appreciate the analysis. Kevin Lings, thank you very much indeed.